0: B. rad celebrity hairstylist, here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today, we have an exciting show with Yolanda Johnson, who's the winner of the 2019 Pin Twist Modern Vintage Updo Contest. Wow, well, that's a mouthful! Well, I'd like to say welcome, Yolanda, and thank you for joining us here on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast.
1: Thank you, Brad, and it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we have a lot to talk about today. So I guess your win is pretty recent. So let's jump right in and, and just tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Well, I am a natural uh, hair stylist of about 20 years. Um, I am a braider um, and that's kind of what brought me into the beauty industry uh, many, many moons ago. And Pretty much everything that I have done um, surrounding hair has been inspired by some type of a, a need. Um, and so I guess I was probably my own first inspiration um, when I went to college and it wasn't under the umbrella of my parents anymore. Um, I found myself needing um, and wanting my hair to be styled a certain way and not having the needs um, either knowing anybody in the community and or the resources um to accommodate that so i started I grew up with getting my hair braided and you know, always having somebody trusted in my community working on my hair. And so I basically um, tried to follow their example and uh, mimic what I thought I saw. <laughs> and uh, roommates yeah. and people on campus kind of caught on to, um, some of it was turning out okay. And uh, before you knew it, I was the campus stylist
2: <laughs> for, oh, wow. for lack of better terms. <laughs> and uh, yeah.
1: that grew into, you know, doing formal more formal styling for like the women's basketball team men's basketball team um and you know just word kind of spread from there and so Mm -hmm. um I did try to keep that going um Mm -hmm. as I moved around after I left college and moved back home to Colorado my native state and and you know people I I don't know I guess I've always done a good enough job that you know along with word spreading um Mm -hmm. I just was able to keep up with the wants of, of my clients. And, um, it, it's kind of developed from there.
0: Mm. So what was that, that, what made you get into hair? Like, what was that moment? What's the, where the light bulb went off in your head and said, yes, like, I want to do hair. Cause there's always a point where, yes, I like it. But what said to you, I want to make this a career and go further into it.
1: Well, I actually had that thought back in college. Um, I was struggling uh, with picking a major and trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And all I knew was when I did do hair, whether it was my own or you know one of my classmates,
0: um, I always felt
1: like at peace. I felt like it was some kind of a zen thing for mm-hmm. me. And so I, I, I knew that that was something that I enjoyed doing, and that brought me happiness. And then, you know, obviously when I got done with people's hair, they were happy. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe that I was just in the wrong area, and mm-hmm. that I needed to be in cosmetology, maybe versus not yes. formalized college. So I actually came to Lagrand um, about 20 years ago <laughs> when oh, they first wow. opened. <laughs> yeah, and I took the tour and mm-hmm. did all the pre-registration stuff. And at the last minute. Um, decided that I wanted to since I'd already invested in college and started my program that I would just kind of bite the bullet um, and finish it out and then once I finished college if I felt like I was still motivated to do it
2: Mm -hmm. to go ahead
1: and and look into cosmetology at that point so at that time I decided it wasn't the right time Um, but Um, you know, as I said, I kept going with braiding and styling and, um, had some really positive affirmations along the way over the past 20 years. And, Mm -hmm. um, about, about eight years ago, my braiding took a transition when I started meeting families, um, in Colorado, uh, that were transracial, um, Mm -hmm. adoptions and foster care families. And so, um, they started reaching out to me i was a mobile braider and so um they reached out to me in kind of neighboring communities of my own and asked me to come out and do braiding and what ended up happening was those braiding sessions turned into more consultations Mm. um there was a lot of questions about afro-centric hair care um Mm -hmm. just everything from how is it combed to what products to use to um, it it was seems to be a lot more basic than even what I was doing as a grader. And Mm -hmm. so um, because of the number of families that outreached me um, in the beginning, I felt like maybe this was information that could be consolidated and made more Mm -hmm. um, easily available to these Mm -hmm. families. So I actually started writing a curriculum um, Mm -hmm. and had it, idea in mind to start teaching these families yes. um, and anybody else who needed that information. And mm-hmm. so it kind of transitioned me from braiding to into that area of um, coaching that mm-hmm. I, I speak so highly of. And um, just the experience from there, working with some of the families that I've worked with um, and, and just seeing some of how that has affected uh, youth who mm-hmm. may not have had those experiences with their natural hair. Um, because you know, as a Boulder native, um, my Mm -hmm. experience with my natural hair was not always pleasant. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, It it wasn't
1: because of anything that had to do with me. It was Mm -hmm. because of um, my family, my parents' understanding of hair, my Mm -hmm. hair, and, you know, the experts in my community, you know, everything was very... Fuzzy to all of us, Mm -hmm. just kind of going with the traditions that were passed down and and you know sticking to that. So um, it really made me feel like I was taking things a step further, and so that that excited me. And I I worked, Mm -hmm. um, I grew my family, Um, I balanced full time jobs with this just because I was so Mm -hmm. passionate about it, and I and I just loved seeing some of the growth that was happening in my community. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about a year and a half ago, um, my husband uh passed away unexpectedly Uh Mm -hmm. and so it brought everything to a halt and i wasn't really sure what to do (laughs) with that um Mm -hmm. i felt my husband was such a huge part of my support system um if he wasn't at a training with me or helping me prep for you know going out and teaching either individual family or a group um he was you know running and chasing behind the kids making sure that everything was squared away at home so that i could focus on whatever i was doing in the community and um, I just didn't know where to pick things back up with him gone. But mm-hmm. I did feel like I still had an obligation to my community. Mm-hmm. And that was weird because everybody was like, You've got so many other things to figure out right now. Exactly. Why are you thinking about your client? <laughs> Why are you thinking about what's mm-hmm. going on? Um, but you know, in the broad scheme of, um, scheme of things, I really just took all of the experiences that I had leading up to that point um from the very beginning um mm-hmm. back in college to or even beyond that, when I was a child and some of my personal experiences where, you know, I really mm-hmm. felt like I was adorned more yes. than I was torn down and wanting mm-hmm. to be a part of that for other kids yes. um, and other families, it just stuck with me. So with all of the transitioning, I actually ended up moving myself and my two children back to South Carolina, which what brought me back mm-hmm. here, um, and moving in with my parents and you know, yeah. just so much transition. Um, mm-hmm. You know that just kind of stuck with me, and it really—I um, don't know—about six months into being in South Carolina, um, I, I entertained the thought of going to cosmetology school because it mm-hmm. seemed like a place in my life where I might be able to focus
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: on getting my certification, which is something that I always wanted to do, but never mm-hmm. just living life to figure out when to get back. Yes. Um. And so uh, I. Came back to LeGrand
2: <laughs> um,
1: and I did the tour over again. And mm-hmm. this time I actually got to sit down and talk to Ms. LeGrand. And yes. I broke down in her office. I have a two year old with me at the time. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. back here. I don't yes. even know if this is right. I just know that something about this feels right. And mm-hmm. I, I won't ever know until I try. And she was like, Miss Legrand looked at me and she was like, you're lost. <laughs> and it's okay. And I just kind of looked at her like, this is a terrible impression. Um, but she seemed to be able to receive that I was still trying to find myself through all of this. And that that's you know, as long as I still had a want, that was enough. Mm-hmm. And she just made me feel like it's okay, you know? Yes. And so, um, and I'm really grateful because this couldn't have been a more empowering experience, being mm-hmm. here at the school um, and being involved in some of the things that I've been able to be involved in. So that's what brought me back into the field and into the industry. Yes. And. Brought
0: us to this interview, even. <laughs> hmm Yeah. No, it's amazing, and that's a that's a like I, I can imagine it's a a big turning point for you because going from everything, having the support, you know, having the community, having everything happen, also being, you know, an, I would say a new parent because you have two boys, correct?
1: So mm-hmm. you,
0: so now you have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old. Ten-year-old. And Ten-year-old, okay. Yeah, it just turned <laughs> Wow, so happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but, but it's good. So if somebody wanted to be a braider, what do you think it takes to be a braider? Like what type of training? How long does it take? Does it take some type of core or some type of, you know, especially if do you have to be a people person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: i would say that that's a benefit (laughs) to any type of formal hairstyling um but in terms of braiding specifically one of the things that i love about braiding is the tradition um -hmm. in the art i i love that it brings people together it brings communities together and i love that you know of all the hairstyling um it's one of the more um What's a good word too. It's, it's one of the more detailed Mm -hmm. and, um, more involved, um, of the, of the techniques. And so Mm -hmm. you end up spending a lot of time with your clients and your friends, uh, depending on the styling and just getting to know them and Mm -hmm. building up that rapport. Whereas with a lot of the traditional salon stylings, you know, you're with your clients for a couple of hours at the most, Mm -hmm. they're in, they're out. Um, and you know, you don't see them again for another, four to six mm-hmm. weeks or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. um it, it's a very different experience you, you get very close to people <laughs> and oh, okay. um so i'd say definitely having a people personality um is mm-hmm. a benefit i think also um just understanding the um Fellowship that's involved and Mm -hmm. being able to um, have some integrity behind what you do. People disclose a lot of information. People Mm -hmm. um, have their kids around sometimes, depending on what your environment is and what you're working at. I mean, there's just all kinds of things that Mm -hmm. um, can come of a braiding. Session. And so just being able to have some integrity behind your work, maintain professionalism, um, not get so comfortable that, you know, you're eating while you're braiding or, mm. you know, you, you keep your it professionalism, does. try to, you know, make it as enjoyable as an experience but also Mm -hmm. as professional as an experience um for people and then just staying creative um Mm -hmm. kind of if you have that artistic feature and you know like me i'm one of those people that can get lost in a design so if i'm you know cornrowing or braiding Mm -hmm. into a specific design i just kind of like Mm -hmm. drift off into my own world um but you know being okay with letting go enough and and being able to share that part of you with other people Mm -hmm. um it always ends up really surprising me how um something that i envision can come to fruition and how that affects somebody like one of my clients and so just being able to be inspired um and and be true to who you are and what you see because that oftentimes is what makes you um unique as a stylist Um, Mm -hmm. and then lastly i would say especially because we're, we're speaking of, mm-hmm. of writing specifically right now is
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, understanding the need for self-care. Um, mm-hmm. I've been braiding for 20 years and mm-hmm. as a 40 year old now, mm-hmm. um, my body is got aches and pains that you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, I have some great jobs that last um, into the two digits hours. And oh, wow. after those jobs, I, mm-hmm. I definitely feel the effects of, of what Mm -hmm. i've just done and so i'd say that um just being able to understand and know what the body needs making sure that you're getting proper nutrition good mm-hmm. sleep um, those things may seem like you know they're easily overlooked especially as a mm-hmm. stylist I think we've all <laughs> worked <Yes>. um,
2: <laughs> hours, <laughs> it's
1: been hours on our feet but mm-hmm. as a braider particularly taking really good care and putting back into your body what um, you give so much out of um, by, by that particular styling method mm-hmm. um, is a really good key so something to keep in mind if you're considering in
0: the braiding field mm-hmm. so also with braiding too you said about self-care but what about the hands because you're constantly you know what i mean do you find you get a lot of arthritis or pain in your hands or they tend to cripple up There's, so is there methods that you use to kind of stretch them out or make them more uh flexible when you're working
1: um, definitely. And I will say going to cosmetology school and being trained as a stylist in some of the techniques that involve like ergonom- mm-hmm. ergonomic correction and mm-hmm. like some of your OTs, um, yes. kind of schools of thoughts. That's been really helpful. It's helped me to realize what um, being self-taught over the last two decades.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, while wow, it, it really, I bloomed as a, as a stylist. I, I probably did some unnecessary damage just by not mm-hmm. learning how to do it right the first time mm. and so um, the, the benefit and the positive side to mm. that is that you know i now know how to correct some of um my how i execute my techniques and that mm-hmm. has definitely helped me um yes. in my training um but also uh, being able to yeah i, I mm-hmm. lose the feeling in my fingers i have a mm-hmm. lot of numbness in my hands mm-hmm. Um, after some of my major braid jobs, it takes me a couple of days, sometimes weeks to bounce back, wow. and I've noticed that um, massage therapy, yoga, yeah. a lot of stretching, sometimes using some like thermal treatments, mm-hmm. um, I've had to start um, diverting to those types of things just so that I can keep up with the trade.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: also, what has kind of transitioned me into gearing towards coaching, because it allows me to continue to see clients and continue to practice my trade, mm-hmm. but um not maybe so much hands-on just so that i can preserve um the integrity of my hands and be able to continue to use them Mm -hmm. um so you know being able to recognize um your limitations and being honest with yourself about that because you can push yourself all of us do it um in this field (laughs) and in many others and you just gotta understand that you do have limits And um, I think definitely seeking exercise and things like massage therapy have helped. And so being able Mm -hmm. to recognize what you have accessible to you um, and utilizing them can definitely benefit and, and also cut down on some of that those
0: adverse reactions (laughs) exactly yeah we always need something outside some self-care and one thing you did do is you entered the pin in pin twist contest right so with that so we're going to talk a little bit about that so those that don't know pin twist um i have them here obviously if you're listening by podcast you won't be able to see them but you can see the interview uh on youtube coming up but so pin twist so these are the pins here oh they're disappearing but (laughs) there we go. So where the the light is. Um, So with pin twist, pin twist is the world's largest back pin. So number one back pin um, created by Tara Mosley. And it's absolutely an incredible pin because myself, I've used it myself. I'm actually an educator with pin twist um, for all of Canada, which we're going to talk a little bit uh, later about some of the events, some of the things that are coming up. But first I want to say, congratulations, Joanne, Why am I? I'm (laughs) crazy. I'm so tongue tied because I'm just in awe right now of this amazing guest. So Yolanda, she won the 2019 modern vintage pinup contest. So with yours. So um, what made you want to enter the pin twist contest?
1: um so it was actually um a recommendation uh i was uh what we would consider a freshman um mm-hmm. here at Le grand and so i was back in the freshman area we call it 300 hour room but um, okay and i was just practicing my basic sets so your, mm-hmm. your thermals your um your round brushes those types mm-hmm. of things and, and yes. so you know part of that you've all gone through um, those of us that have been trained in cosmetology you mm-hmm. have to finish your sets and so yes. it was kind of turning into a thing where every set that i would have i mm-hmm. would finish it with an updo
0: ah. i just
1: for some reason that's what <laughs> I, I was like yes. this is finished like just mm-hmm. brushing it out is not finished to me like no. you have to do something do something is, like, with great it set. <laughs> yeah and it's like i and so my instructor kind of pulled mm-hmm. me to the side i was like you don't have to updo every set you have like mm-hmm. i was i was taking longer and i was putting more detail into it And they were yes. like why are you doing that mm-hmm. just brush it out <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right that's and, all you need <laughs> yeah
1: and i just i couldn't let it go so mm-hmm. one of my instructors finally kind of pulled me to the side and was like hey listen mm-hmm. since you like to do this so much
0: mm-hmm.
1: um there's this contest that's out here and you know you should consider entering it mm-hmm. um and at the time the school was participating in the acsp conference which is a regional um kind of conference down here um and it included north carolina south carolina and georgia and so we were participating in prepping for that and i was doing updo styling for that Ah. and so they were like "While you're at it (laughs)
0: you might as well just (laughs)
1: here are these pins figure out i mean literally she my instructor was like here are these pins figure out what you can do with it and walked away and oh, so wow. I did, I mean, yes. I didn't even look at it as a challenge. I was like, Oh, a new toy. And mm-hmm. then I started, you know, finishing my updates with that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, once my instructors and my directors saw that I was really developing a knack for using the pens,
2: mm-hmm. they were
1: like, okay, you, you really need to consider doing this. Well, that was mm-hmm. one of the earlier deadlines for pen twist. Okay, it just yes. happened to be around the same time as our competition. So at the mm-hmm. time I opted not to, compete in oh. um, pen twist because I was like I, I want to yeah. be able to get my attention. I was working on a team mm-hmm. and yes. I just didn't want to I didn't want to water down what I was doing. I wanted exactly. to be able to be whole in one of the two competitions. Mm-hmm. And so then out of nowhere, I wasn't really out of nowhere, yeah. but then I had heard that the, there was an extension on the competition for mm-hmm. twist. And so you know again my instructor came not tapping <laughs> on my shoulder and was like, hey Another
2: sign. So, this is <laughs> an
1: extended mm-hmm. competition. Is over. Yes, There's one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do it again, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. And so, from there, I was like, oh, I was kind of beat down. And I was that's right, like, I've just done I one. Everything <laughs> into this, and yeah, we won, but I feel like I'm really, you know, <laughs> paying for it. And uh-huh. we're like, no, whatever, you can do it again, <laughs> you know, it's nothing. So, I started working seriously, working on Pinterest mm-hmm. probably around May. Um, and was prepping for the September deadline Mm -hmm. Um, and I was able to submit um, my first two submissions Mm -hmm. by that deadline yeah Um, and then where there's the third extension I was just kind of like oh man like I put a lot of work into my girls and Mm -hmm. I just kind of went all out it just ended up being one of those things where it was just like You know, we just got to make this count, and so mm-hmm. I got so inspired, and I really started enjoying the work that I was doing. Yes. Um. And I did everything for my girls. I picked their outfits out. I did. Mm-hmm. So I did wardrobe. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I found makeup artists because that's not my first yes. mm-hmm. Um. And then I just studied. I studied so much on the styling for those first two entries mm-hmm. that I just, you know, I knew them in my sleep. And mm-hmm. so, um, once I had submitted those first two, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm done with this. I, I'm got to focus on school and finishing mm-hmm. up and you know yes. it's been fun mm-hmm. and then a friend of mine was just like yeah so you know there's another extension and it's going to give people a lot of time to enter and you mm-hmm. never know and maybe you should just seal it off and do the last mm-hmm. one and I was like yes. where are people getting that I have all this energy from <laughs> um,
2: but after
1: really yeah. digging deep and doing mm-hmm. some you know meditation and thought um, mm-hmm. I thought you know Yeah, you know, I think I have one more in me, and Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to work. Um, I mean, styling the first two girls was amazing, Mm -hmm. but I looked at that pin, and Mm -hmm. I saw that there was so much potential, and there was more potential than even I had seen in all of my research, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if you can take this pin and show and broaden the audience, let's show it in African-American hair. Let's start African-American styling. Let's Mm -hmm. open up that market because this is a really durable pin. And Mm -hmm. to me, I, as a natural hairstylist, saw like a safe implement, a safe tool Mm -hmm. um, because of how it's designed. So I was like, you know, I don't look at this in any of my research in that. And I don't always, I don't necessarily see Mm -hmm. me. And my yes. ability to use it. So it's like, wouldn't it be cool to show mm-hmm. um, an even broader market their ability and then have them yes. be able to identify with the pen as well? And I just really wanted to use an African American model and natural mm-hmm. hair in um, yes. styling a pin. So doing this third one gave me that platform to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it made me even more passionate about finding an era and um, vintage updos yes. that really would speak to um, part of what the afro hair evolve evolution has been
2: mm-hmm. yes. um
1: for in terms of styling and in you know acceptance and there's so many mm-hmm. different areas and so when i started looking at some of my research for my business for my service and my mm-hmm. company um i just was like you know harlem renaissance was epic mm-hmm. and so uh the style that we chose was one that was actually brought to my attention when i first um opened up you know, started prepping for that, that third Mm -hmm. um, entry. And at first I just thought it was kind of basic and I didn't Mm -hmm. think it was as elaborate as the other two. And I was like, you Mm -hmm. know, nobody's going to want to look at this. Um, But when I researched the style and I researched um, the era, I said, you know, this one has to happen. Like Mm -hmm. it's basic, but it speaks to what was going on at Mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can really bring it back to life and modernize it in a way that it can be well received. And Mm -hmm. so at that point, my goal was to bring it back to life. And I think Mm -hmm. we were able to accomplish that. I think people Mm -hmm. were able to look at the stylings and see you know, the classic look and yes. also see it kind of, you know, be able to identify with it and see themselves, mm-hmm. um, which is what we wanted to do. So uh, that is, that's kind of how it all came about and came yeah. together. Um, and yeah, I think it was really, it was really fun. It was Mm -hmm. a really great experience.
0: Yeah. So when you put your third one in, you did your research, you got your theme, you had your model. So did you think you were going to win or you thought, okay, I put my three entries in, let's see what happens?
1: Uh, yeah, I I really, of uh, all of my support team was the one that was the least convinced <laughs> because there were <was> some really <laughs> great entries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't mean to, you know, look down on any students that are no. out there trying to make a name for themselves or come up, but I just kept mm-hmm. thinking, you know, these are some really seasoned, I, I even researched mm-hmm. the, the people that were entering the contest yes. with me mm-hmm. and just thought, you know, what their background was and what their experience mm-hmm. was from what I could tell on social media, because I just thought, you know, who are you swimming with? You know, get mm-hmm. to you know your competition. And I just thought yes. you know, these are some really skilled, seasoned mm-hmm. stylists. So you know, yes. I just kind of thought, as a rookie, yeah. um, at least on the styling tip, I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't really know what to expect. You know, so mm-hmm. I just, you know, I did my best. And what I usually do yes. at competitions is I close my eyes, mm-hmm. I do my styling, like I don't, nothing around me. No, whatever flows. <laughs> yeah, and then whatever comes out comes out, mm-hmm. and then I open my eyes and I see what else is being done, and then mm-hmm. I say, oh okay. Mm -hmm. This is what else is out there. And I saw some really great entries. So I definitely felt like I was um, among greatness in that Mm -hmm. competition. There's some really great stylists.
0: No. And you got some great prizes. You got some cash. You got some, like it it was amazing. Some of the, the products I believe bio Vita was in there and they had some other, other, other things. So, because now it's getting more known and because with pin twist they now have opened up the entries so people can now enter year round. So mm-hmm. basically it's a lot better because I think what happened was they had to, because so many people wanted to get in to the competition, they had to keep extending their deadline. Sure. And I know it's like, for you, it's like, I've already put my two in, I'm, <laughs> I'm good, yeah. but, but Going that extra, I think, made the the difference for you. And here's a it's, so-called, or you say rookie or like a student. Yeah. And here, and they win the entire thing, like you said, mm-hmm. against seasoned stylists. But sometimes I think also simplistic is best. And simplistic yeah. doesn't mean simple. Because a lot no. of times it's more difficult to do yes. something that looks <laughs> more yes. natural. And like you said, doing natural hair, Pinterest yes. isn't just... Contained to one market, it isn't contained Absolutely to not. one gender. It exactly. isn't contained to like if I wanted to use a pin and I have long hair. If I wanted to put in a man bun, I could yep. use a pin twist. You could use that pin <laughs> twist. <laughs> but, but what was your experience? Because you, because you said you put when you were doing your your come outs, you put every like mannequin into an updo. How did mm-hmm. you find the difference from the regular bobby pin to using a pin twist pin?
1: um it was night and day Mm -hmm. and as a student stylist um i had to be really careful because as i started experiencing pin twist i wanted to use it i Mm -hmm. i don't get a lot of um clients that come in for Mm -hmm. updues. i probably got a handful of them since i've been at Mm -hmm. school um but Uh, when I do get them, it's hard for me not to use my pen twist on their Mm -hmm. style. If I do, then I ask them to bring it back because at this point it's an investment for me and I don't want to lose my investment because I'm not actually, you know, it's not going back into me, (laughs) Exactly. but I do, I talk to people about the product and, Mm -hmm. um, how I use it. But the reason I say it was hard Mm -hmm. um, and I felt conflicted was because I know how much easier it is to use the pen twist Mm -hmm. rather than thousands of pins for updating um and so i um i definitely encourage my clients to Mm -hmm. look into the product show them how it's used because it it is so easy and man it just and i will tell you from my perspective as a natural stylist Mm -hmm. um you know we have with natural curly hair we have to be really careful with what we use for styling Mm -hmm. and we can do a lot of damage with the tinier pens from overlapping to Mm -hmm. um the rubber ends kind of popping off our hair i mean you know as you know curly hair is more vulnerable hair so we Mm -hmm. have to be really careful on what we use for our up-to-style and i think over the years we've had to learn our lesson the hard way Mm -hmm. um, based on what we had and the knowledge that we have but um, I definitely enjoy discovering and working with Pent Twist personally mm-hmm. because it helped me to see how I could use that um, mm-hmm. and protectively for my natural styling um, and recommend it to other natural stylists. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a great tool um, for, oh for a lot of different reasons and for a lot of different um canvases and so Mm -hmm. um i I just really uh, appreciate the engineering that went into it Mm -hmm. um and the thought because it it definitely cuts down on time um and on the number of pens that you're using and so Mm -hmm. to some people that's cost and then also um you know, maintaining the integrity of the hair. You're not doing a bunch of damage to your hair by pinning Mm -hmm. it up, whether you're doing a casual, like you mentioned, man bun, Mm -hmm. or if you're doing, you know, a wedding up to, um, your hair doesn't have to take a hit for it. So it's a great product.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just love the design. I love the curvature. I love that it's undulated, which means like regular pins, they don't touch anywhere with this pin. It has so many different Uh, touch points and because you know that a lot of natural hair is a lot thicker it's a lot coarser so Mm -hmm. sometimes too they don't want 50 pins in their hair to try to hold it up and if you have long hair and you can twist it and you can pin it literally put it in and it holds um you know it, it speaks for itself but how do you now balance between career and your home life because you have two small boys, so how do you balance now with you know doing the hair, doing school, doing <laughs> clients, you know managing at home like for you because i 'm sure our, our guests that are listening would want to know because they're like i 've got kids at home i 've got to do hair. How do I balance so what do you kind of recommend, or how do you balance um,
1: I think that one of the benefits of being a student and Taking some of the risks that I've taken and in being involved in in competitions and other um, trainings that have been open to us that the school has brought to us and allowed us mm-hmm. to and and involve ourselves in or included us in. Um, it has helped me to see the different platforms that are out there for being a stylist. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely, especially coming from a rating background, know how time consuming um, styling can be. And if you're behind the chair, sometimes it can be a little bit restrictive in terms of hours. Mm -hmm. And so um, getting through school, it has been a village effort. My parents Mm -hmm. have Definitely kicked in and, and yes. helped out um, tremendously, and I just don't know. I mean, I I kept trying to figure out a time to go back to school and take on mm-hmm. cosmetology when I was in Colorado, and you know, my husband and I were juggling family and and career, and we just could never figure out the window for me to go back. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very unfortunate how um, you know this all came about, but I do feel like it's kind of the silver lining of everything to um, be in a place where I can. Um, mm-hmm. B. Available at, during the day and go to school, and then yes. be mom. You know, transition yes. to mom. Literally, sometimes it's like transitioning on my way out the door to mom. That's right. But, you know, be able to transition to mom and mm-hmm. and take care of things, and, and really just being organized enough to to separate the two places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes things overlap, but yes. um, I think I, I test that to being forty and having to <laughs> having to yes. juggle you know many things and, and building that. Mm-hmm. That's a learned behavior. That's not something that yes. just falls into your lap, especially when you're in your twenties. Um, but mm-hmm. I think moving forward um, again very appreciative of all of the experiences that we've been afforded here as students and that Mrs. Legrand and the instructors have opened up to us because um, it it helps me to continue that creative um, thinking Mm -hmm. on how I can use the certification and use some of my experiences in my previous um, trainings Grading, and then, you know, ultimately with my, my, um, natural care, natural hair care coaching. And, and how do I make this work for our lifestyle now? Mm -hmm. And it's just given opened up so many, um, avenues for me that I hadn't originally considered, you know, and Mm -hmm. one of the things that probably kept me from coming to school earlier, which was, you know, how am I going to spend hours in a salon with these two kids and their schedule and everything? So, um, just, Hearing people's stories, meeting people, um, mm-hmm. seeing that there's different types of careers that are out there that involve um, the beauty industry and just how I can find my place in all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think figuring out what works um, when at the time that you need it. So being able to meet yourself mm-hmm. where you are and then obviously having a plan. I just completed my five-year plan, which is a requirement here at La Grande and um, putting details in the plan oh, wow. so that you can hold yourself accountable to it. And then once you've crossed those details off, make a mm-hmm. new plan. You know, that way you're always growing and pushing yourself to grow. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that things won't happen. You know, obviously losing yes. my husband was not something that any of us planned on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking when it does. Yes. Um, but being able to still be able to find yourself in all of that means that you are moving in the right right. You're in the right place. You know, I was always in the mm-hmm. right place. Um, you know, surrounding myself with people who had either a need or an affinity for hair, and Mm -hmm. I could find myself in the midst of all of that grief and transition um, and still, you know, blossom and bloom the way that I have here, that just means, that's confirmation for me Mm -hmm. that, you know, I've been been following along the right track. So, you know, be able to recognize who you are um, and what you're capable of doing and don't put limitations on yourself um Mm -hmm. that aren't there because i could have said at any point i can't do these contests it's too much i got these kids my kids (laughs) were with me at competition (laughs) a tri-state competition Mm -hmm. um you know and for pin twist they were with me when i was you know styling Mm -hmm. my my models and things like that i mean you figure out how to make it work. My kids are some of my best yeah. marketers. They mm-hmm. always compliment my clients and tell them how gorgeous they're yep. gonna look when they're done. And my oldest, my 10 year old, mm-hmm. is handing out my business cards in preschool yes. to his friends. Oh, wow. So, like, they are like, <laughs> my mom's a hair person, like, just yep. call her. And so, you know, I think also incorporating your family and getting them involved in it mm-hmm. um, will help you to be able to balance some of what you're juggling mm-hmm. and, you know, like I said, make it work for you.
0: Exactly. It's great. Your kids are on fire. They're promoting you because <laughs> yeah. the nice thing when kids are young before life happens, I mean, they tell the truth and they Absolutely. know, and they're not going to make it up. If they're going to say, you know, the client looks beautiful or here, go to my and mom. See you. And it's good that your kid uh, belie- kids believe in you because I think that's the main thing is having some type of support system. Because for a lot of us, sometimes even going into the hair world, they're mm-hmm. like, get a real job. You know yeah. what I mean, and and Absolutely. or or as as a student, a lot of people don't want you to touch their hair until mm. you've won awards, you've been yeah. at it a while. But when you say, "Hey, let me just," they're like, "No, I'll just go to someone else." I know. You know? I, there, a lot of people that are not
1: like running to be mine to be your <laughs> guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah,
0: exa- exactly. But some people, you know, they just have they're naturally talented. It's just in them, and they live, eat, breathe hair, and they just want to, you know, be part of that world. So, do you have? Um, um, any upcoming uh, projects coming up, or things that you're doing, or things that the school is doing, or just ev- like um, events that you're involved in or know about?
1: Um, as a matter of fact, um, mm-hmm. the uh, Association of Cosmetology and Salon Professionals, the ACSP, mm-hmm. um, is having um, this year's the 2020 version um, of competition coming up in March, and so mm-hmm. I'm actually graduating. Um okay. soon here at uh, LeGrand and so depending on dates and licensing mm-hmm. and how those dates fall um, I will either be competing okay. in the upcoming ACSP mm-hmm. uh, competition and or coaching so okay. that's probably the biggest thing on my plate because mm-hmm. after being in school for about a year yes. um, I'm going to take a little bit of time and just kind of make sure my house is in order and things yes. like that <laughs> um, and then yeah. my biggest uh, kind of project of this year is going to be relaunching um my natural hair coaching business
0: um and
1: being um testing out my remote services um Mm -hmm. since i'm no longer kind of in the place where that baby was incepted i am trying to think outside of the box and and broaden my audience um Mm -hmm. and so that will be the project that i am will be committed to um for however long it takes to get it back off the ground and running. So yes. <laughs> um, stay tuned for our integrated roots. <laughs> roots yeah, there's
0: going to be more coming and That's what I was going to ask. That's like where right. where where people where can people go to see your work? So what's your like Instagram handle, uh, things like that, that people can follow you. We'll have it also below on the video version. But if you're listening to the podcast, we will have it in the description as well. But if you'll yeah. land it you just want to tell us where's the best place that people can go see your work, connect with you. Um, yes.
1: For now, the best place is definitely going to be Instagram um, on my five-year plan. <laughs> yeah. I have specified that I, I will have my website up and running about March 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, until then, I would say using my Instagram and my Instagram handle is at integrated uh, underscore roots. Mm -hmm. and um following my work there i post everything that i do on there and then i usually share it with my other social media platforms and then um once i get my business my uh, website up and running um that will be the primary area to reach out contact and uh and or just see some of my work and follow Mm -hmm. you know any projects that i'll be involved in
0: Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. We'll definitely keep following you um, (laughs) and we'll have you in the future because this has been so like the time has flown, like literally 45 minutes has already flown and it's, (laughs) and it's, it's great, but we'll definitely follow. I'd love to do a follow up, do a Facebook live later when you kind of do your coaching stuff and then we can actually have people come on and talk to you live. So this is actually live that we're doing right now, which you'll see um, on the Hairstyle's Empowerment Podcast. So uh, Monday, which you're listening today. Um, you know, and as I say, if you have feedback, make sure to follow Yolanda. Um, also I want to give, because the school has been so instrumental to you, I'd like to give a shout out to Legrand as well. So I think behind the banner says Legrand, yeah, (laughs) Legrandinstitute.com. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah. so Institute so if you're in the area God. and want an amazing school cuz obviously she went back so <laughs> so <laughs> it must that. have been instrumental in her life so in closing um, just before in closing I just want to say that the Uh, pin twist contest is open now year round. I'll put a link at the bottom. So if you want to enter uh, all the rules, everything is there. So please do enter. Um, You can also purchase your pin twist pins at amazon.ca if you're in Canada, amazon.com or pintwist.com. And we'll list those below as well. Um, One thing that we did this year, I actually had um, Pinterest cruise. So we did a Pinterest cruise where we had education plus vacation. We went to the Caribbean for, you know, eight days, seven nights. It, it, it was like amazing education. A lot of people had incredible uh, time there. Plus they got certified. So where I will show you all the a pin twist styles but basically it's it's more about the foundation and like you know you can just create and do your own and and you know whatever your passion kind of takes you um if you're a salon or artist we'll also list some classes coming up as well where you can get your pin twist certification where you get uh certified in pin twist uh styling and we go from there so in closing i'd just like um Yolanda to carry us out with just your closing words of wisdom, even though you've dropped so many nuggets in this interview already. So if you have any closing words of wisdom on anything, uh, for our listen audience, um, yeah, just like to hear what you have to some final thoughts. (laughs)
1: Um, Final thoughts for me are uh, don't ever rule out what's possible. Don't be your own limitation. Um, really, the sky's the limit. And if you can't see it, but somebody else is saying, hey, it's there. Um, and, and you know, we don't always have those people to say that, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. So try not to put limitations on yourself and always reach for the stars because you never know um, which one you're going to catch. <laughs>
0: Amen. Thank you so much, so much, uh, Johnson, for being on the show. I'm your host, uh, B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here at the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Make sure to share, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.